0: Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast I'm your host Sal internaado the Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by higher echelon higher echelon is a company run by Joe Ross uh, appreciate higher echelon signing up with us for another year to have podcasts like this with a uh, former army defensive end Kobina Bonzu. Kubina thanks a lot for joining us tonight
1: yeah no problem you know you've always been a you know huge part of my career so I just figured you know I might as well get back and always wanted to be on the podcast so you know this is a you know big thing for me
0: Really, we appreciate it. Hey, let's. Uh, we want guys. If you're watching right now and you have any questions for Quabina and I, or any comments during this, uh, uh podcast, just feel free to uh, uh send them our way. Uh, some big news yesterday, Quabina, on you um getting an opportunity to to pursue your professional football career even further, uh, signing with the UF, uh UFL. Um, mm-hmm. and now you're a member of the San Antonio uh, Brahmas. Can you just talk uh, um a little bit? Of, first off congratulations that's a big step right for you
1: Mm -hmm. yes sir
0: and just uh talk a little bit about what how it went down yesterday maybe you could fill us in a little bit on that
1: yeah so um so you know we're good we're getting near the end of the NFL season and um you know I'm just having some conversations with my agents and he's like okay I think you know we should uh start looking towards you know these, these spring leagues um you know, because that's just one of the one of the hard parts about West Point is college football still still doesn't put the respect on on the school. You know, it's hard. It's it's hard to come out of an army and uh, be seen as a you know potential prospect. I know. And we, I mean, we have plenty of guys like we have the product. We got plenty of guys in the league right now, you know, that prove that, you know, we deserve to be there. But, you know, they kind of have that, you know, the eye test and whatever. So um, getting near the end of that season, we started like looking towards the the UFL. Uh, we heard, we knew that some stuff was going on. We with it, we just didn't know an exact date when it would start up, but we knew like the league was going to be big in a little bit. So uh, really, just we were just reaching out to to teams and just trying to get a hold of somebody, just trying to get you know someone to just give us a chance. And um, I probably say it was probably about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, you know, I, I reached out. I, got, I was able to get some of GM's numbers, so I reached out to all of them, and um, I just gave them, you know, just a quick little paragraph, just, you know, introducing myself, you know, where I came from and, you know, how I felt like I could be a fit for the team and everything like that. Uh, I sent some tape behind it, and um, it was a little quiet for a little bit. You know, I didn't hear anything back. Um, you know, and it was a little disheartening. I was, I, was, I was checking online, and I was seeing that, you know, these teams are starting to fill up their roster. I know they're getting close to that 75-man cap, So, you know, hearing, seeing all this news of them, you know, making moves and signing players, you know, it was a little disheartening. But, you know, one thing, one thing at Army, especially playing under Coach Munkin that we learned is just, you know, you can only really control your attitude and your effort. So, you know, whatever they did on their side couldn't really affect me. You know, I just had to keep doing what I was doing, you know, just keep, you know, keep having that goal in my head. So um, after that, probably about two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, um the gm from the san antonio brahmas uh he reached back and uh he was just he was just asking some questions he's like are you still in playing shape and um uh just how do you um really yeah, just are, are you still in playing shape and we're just chopping it up just you know just you know just talking about some stuff so he was like know what um he's like he's gonna send me a conditioning test and then he wanted me to just let him know how i did after that so you know, i took the test um Sent him a message, was like, sir, test went well. You know, I felt good running everything. And um he was like, All right. Um, welcome to the Brahmas. He sent me the letter of intent and um uh, yeah, and then it just kinda happened. So, you know, I'm I'm calling everybody, I call my agent. Um, my mom and dad are downstairs, you know, I'm I'm letting them know the news. Um I just I called my friend. He was the one that was timing me for the for the um for the conditioning test. So I called him and I let him know, I was like, Yeah, bro, like we got it. So um it's kinda of, yeah, it's just been it's I kinda of been on cloud nine, you know, just doesn't kind of feel real. Um so now we got training camp. Training camp uh we start on Saturday this week. So wow. I, yeah, I'm flying down to to um Texas to, on uh Friday and um you know, we're gonna hit the ground running. Season starts on the thirtieth, 30th, March 30th. So Jeez.
0: um,
1: you know, I'm just ready to get back after it, you know, put pads back on and uh, you know, just you know, show show the world I got as a as a football player.
0: No doubt. If we could just backtrack um, after your senior year, you do a pro day at West Point, say mm-hmm. March of 2023, right? You're invited to a rookie mini camp for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and just talk to us a little bit through that and what your experiences, what were, were there. And then after that, I mean, you're kind of just, like you were telling me before the podcast, you're kind of staying ready, right? Staying mm-hmm. in shape, staying, you know, just ready for that call. And it might have took a little bit longer than you wanted, but now here it is. So, wh- how did walk us back to that Jacksonville the time with the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: Yeah, so um, I was actually I got the I missed the call at first. I was actually taking the uh, I was taking the ACFT at school, and I, I just finished the two miles. So you know I'm I'm a little out of breath. I'm a little tired, and I see I got a missed call on my phone, and it's one of the um, you know operational staff members for the Jaguars. So I call them back and. He's like, oh, yeah, we want to invite you down to rookie minicamp and uh, get you out here and just, you know, let you fly around a little bit. So I head over there and um, I learned quick. There's a there's a big difference, not even just through the level of play, but just the organizational structure, just uh, the whole just the whole makeup of, you know, professional football to to college. And like give credit to Coach Monk and like the way he runs the Army football program is probably the closest thing to uh to how an NFL team runs theirs. And, um, but it was still a little, little bit of an adjustment, you know, not having to, you know, take class or anything. It was really just wake up football meetings, practice, back to the hotel, studying film, learning the playbook. But it, um, it was a very, it was a very, um, humbling experience. And I was very thankful for it. Just, uh, you know, just being out there being up against, you know, some of the top guys, you know, they got first, second, third round draft picks out there with us, and, you know, just being able to compete with them and, you know, just seeing where I measure up, you know, it was a really, it was a really good experience. I think I put a good, a good, a good, um, I put good stuff on tape. I was, um I was pleased with what I did and, you know, I did the best that I could. Um, You know, unfortunately, like I said, it's a business side of things. You know, they have their roster. They can only have so many people. And um it was just one of those things where they're like, they, they said they'd stay in touch if anything happened, but as of now, they weren't going to make any moves to the roster. So hearing that, you know, once again, it was a little, little disheartening. But uh, never really wavered. I already knew I knew what my end goal was at the end of the day. You know, I wanted to play professional football, and um, I didn't. I didn't change my my approach once I once I got back to school. You know, just got back to it. Um, Hurry, we got ready to graduate. You know, walk across that stage headed back home. And I just got, just got straight to it. Got right back to it.
0: It's a big moment to graduate from West point and then to have, you're able to continue that pursuit of football, right? You're allowed to continue Mm -hmm. that pursuit of football. And um, just what's that like after West point? Is it, More, you kind of just get into the grind. You're you're still in football mode throughout. You know, after graduation, how how does that work out for you? Because I know, like you said, you 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 had opportunity to get some tape on, and now you're you know you're you're getting ready, prepared for a call. And it's just that you got to have that mindset. And like you said, I think that was probably drilled to you, maybe one of your first practices at West Point. Who knows, right? That just to have that mentality, that you know, that black flag mentality to just keep on going.
1: Yeah, it was just, um, it just didn't, it didn't change. Like, you know, over the last five years, that was just the mindset, whether it was football or stuff in the classroom, it was always just, you know, do what's in front of you. You know, you got that, you have that next goal, you have that next target, just move on to it and just keep moving. So when I got home, it, it didn't change either. Um, it was really, I mean, I had a lot more free time. I didn't have to worry about, you know, formations or anything like that, but um, it was it was still the same it was still the same mindset when I, once i got back home you know i knew what the goal was i knew what i where i wanted to be and um you know i just made a, i just made a plan for that and um also i just have to thank there's a bunch of just the coaches on the staff you know they were still um being helpful at any anytime i reached out to them asking them questions you know they were more than happy to help um and then just the countless all the mentors that i've had at at the academy um you know just Still the same, same thing, just reaching out to them, just letting them know the process and them, you know, offering help or, you know, keeping me in their prayers. It was just it was it it was it was truly like a um, it was a community effort.
0: Yeah. Who were some of the people that you stayed in touch with at West Point that kind of, you know, gave you some support?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Coach Woody, uh, Coach Woody. I've always been a big fan of Coach Woody since the since he came in uh, over COVID i think it was his first year mm-hmm. yeah Coach Woody's just he's just been a great guy uh coach saturnio i just got off the phone with him today um you know me and coach saturnio we've had a, we've had a couple couple talks in his office where, you know just just going through life and everything and he's always been just a pillar of support uh coach munkin 100 he's always been there and then there's been a couple old grads that um that used to play for the team that i was able to get in touch with um before we left school uh jason frazier uh, he's a yeah Georgia native, so I met up with him when I was down here, and we were just you know just talking about life, talking about army, and just trying to make that transition. And then uh, Nate Hun- Hunterton, he was uh, another guy. Uh, those were two that were you know were just real big. And then as far as just on the uh, the West Point side, uh, Colonel Reed, Colonel Reed's been my been my mentor since he was a OR f- for the team, and uh, he's someone that I've always always keep up with. Uh, same. I just got off the phone with him today, um, Colonel Reed, Captain or Major Major Hayes now, but um, yeah, it's just really just 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 so many. And I know I'm, I'm I'm I feel I feel terrible not being able to name all of them. It's just just some off the top of my head. There's just, but there's just been so many that's been is you know willing to just help out and just you know just offer support or just be an ear whenever I needed it.
0: Yeah. The last 24 hours for you must've been pretty, you know, I mean, you're, you're getting, you're off, you're on the phone with a lot of people from your, from West point, your army past. I'm sure some coaches, uh, it, it's gotta be a pretty good feeling. And now, now it's a, it's like you said, now it's go time, right? I mean, yes, Saturday it's go time for you. And now you get to show um, basically, you know, what, what, what you, what you have for, for your, your future. And, you know, just following you even from recruiting to when you got to West point, um, just walk us through that a little bit and how you end up at West Point because I, if I remember, um, through your recruiting, you were getting recruited by some pretty bigger schools, right? Uh, were, were you not? Yeah, when you there, were there, there were
1: there were a few, but the biggest thing that drew me to West Point was just the ability to play. I was I was able to play top level football with a quality education to back it. You know. Mm-hmm. it's you know it's great to go to these these power five schools you know and, and be there for three years and then try to go pro and everything like that but you know going to west point being able to get a degree from west point and you know being able to you know just play these teams i remember uh oklahoma with number five number four oklahoma t- taking mm-hmm. up the ot um michigan to double ot you know wisconsin you know just playing playing all these games playing against mizzou like stuff like that like just being able to play some of the, this, this top level talent in college football and still getting, you know, a, a quality education from a premier institute is just something, you know. I just figured that was just a no brainer. That was probably, you know, the best choice I could have made for myself and my family.
0: Yeah. And when you start off at Army, right, I mean, 2018, your freshman year, that's one of the best seasons army football's had in a long time. Right. I mean, so, I mean, what was that like being a freshman because that group has had ex- experienced the upperclassmen experience, a lot of success. This was, you know, a year where big things were expected. And for that to be your first experience in college football must've been pretty, pretty neat.
1: Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was, it was such a great experience, you know, just from, just from the leadership from the coaches to the leadership on the team with like the guys in, in my position room, you know, there's like Ray Wright was always, always a big, big mentor for me. Uh, Wumi Oyatuga, uh, Rod Stoddard, uh, Drees Patterson, like those guys, Jacob Covington, uh, and then uh, um, there's one, Jacob, Jake Ellington, you know, those, those guys, they were probably the biggest influence on me, you know, as a plebe, not knowing anything, just 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 walking around and just trying not to mess stuff up. Those guys really just took me under their wings and kind of just helped guide me. And like that's that was one of the biggest reasons for the success for that season. Just how everyone was so bought into the culture and the program that there, there was there was no there was no way we could lose. Everyone it, there, that was probably one of the tightest units I've ever been a part of. You know and. We're able to see the the results of that that season, and then, you know, and just to cap it off, going to my first bowl game, going to going to Fort Worth, and just playing playing in that that uh, Armed force Bowl, and just seeing like what these guys can do. It was just you know, yeah, that's that's what I really knew it was like, all right, I made I made the right
0: choice. You got to witness uh, James Nautical's uh, incredible game, right? Man. I mean,
1: yeah, no, nah, that was that was ridiculous
0: uh and you've seen a lot right in in, in your time at army football mm-hmm. in your five years at army football you saw a lot you saw you know you, you had the, your freshman year when you won 11 games and you had that big bowl win over houston you the next year maybe wasn't the greatest season but you guys then bounced back during that covid year and that covid year was kind of kind of crazy probably for everybody yeah. right mm-hmm. um what, what what do you remember the most about that season
1: the COVID year, I remember us. So we were we used to do uh team Zoom calls. So everybody was still at home. So we did like team zoom calls. And I remember Coach Munkin get hops on. He's like, guys, we're coming back. I think it was June first, maybe. So when we get back, we all get COVID tested and they have us all spread out across the um across the athletic center. So I remember I remember sleeping outside the hockey rink for for two weeks with um it was the D line and the outside line. No, yeah, it was the D line and the outside linebacker. So I remember just sleeping out there for two weeks, but the thing with that was like, we had nothing to do, but bond together as a team. Mm. So like, yeah, like some of the position groups were separated, but like within that group, like D line with the outside linebackers, like that's, that's just the tandem that works together already. So now we're, we're able to, you know, really gel together and stuff like that. And then, you just really just there's really nothing for us to do but just play football and just hang out with our brothers so I, that was yeah that was probably the biggest reason for the success just how close we were able to become over that COVID year
0: bunks cots what are you sleeping in
1: no we had we had cots yeah we had some cots yeah we were asleep we we're all sleeping in cots we had a just a big row right outside the hockey rink right outside tank T- arena
0: Oh, wow. That's that, that is definitely an experience, right? You guys had nine wins that year. I mean, really, um, and you just really didn't know it was next man up, right? It was kind yeah. of next man up. You really didn't know who was going to – you had testing probably, you know, at the beginning of the week, probably closer to game day, and whoever was ready was ready to play, right? I mean, sure. so many so many different guys, I mean, had, had really stepped up in that season. And, and then I, I'm thinking about, like, just – your last two years and just um being able that final game for you as as an army black knight right i mean just to be able to you know go up against a rival and you know the game the way that game went in 2022 down to the final uh, moments and stuff like Mm -hmm. that goal line stand man you're probably right in the middle you're probably right in the middle of things in that game is that, does that feel like yesterday or do you, do you have like a pretty clear memory of that game or
1: no? No. I, yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that game perfectly. And I it was actually funny. Cause I so I went up to, I went up to Boston last year for for last year's game and just, you know, just being in the stands and just watching that. And just like, I felt so far removed from it. I was just like, I felt like an old grad for real, but <laughs> No, the, the the memories from from that twenty twenty three game are still, or twenty twenty two game is still is still fresh, um, and yeah, no, that's something, uh, you know, I'll cherish forever. You know, this last time I was able to, you know, strap it up with those boys and be to be able to come out with a with a win after that is just you know something, yeah. You just can't you can't ask for a better better end to a story.
0: Yeah, especially you know they say like in a rivalry like that, you know, Army Navy, um they say, you know, bragging rights, right? Yeah, bragging rights. So, mm-hmm. um re- real quick on that goal line play um where, you know, Calvin Crumby and Austin Hill combined for the fumble. Where, where are you during that?
1: That one no, I was on the sideline for that one. Um I got my shoulder I was I was I was hurt. I got a stinger right in a couple of plays before so I was still trying to get right from that. But man, it was still just being on the sideline, just, just yeah. seeing it happen It's just.
0: Yeah. It, it's yeah. so real when I'm like uh, in the back of the end zone and I'm like, you know what, maybe 10 feet, maybe from what's going on, maybe a maybe a yard or two, I should say, you know, and like, you see that happening you're like, really, did that, t- that really just happen? You know, it's just yeah. like, and I can imagine what the, I remember what the reaction was on the sideline, and it was just like, you know, it took some time for the officials to figure it out, you know, make the um, make it official, so to speak. But, I mean, wow. I mean, what, yeah, right? It
1: was – we, we call stuff like that. We call those culture plays.
0: And it was just – that was just black flag football right there. Do you – I mean, it was almost deja vu watching from the stands a little yeah. bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean in Boston.
1: Yes and I just just picture perfect just overlap the pictures together same <laughs> same same result.
0: What um when after you graduate West Point, you know, you're able to still pursue the the football side of it. What is your kind of is it a leave situation with the army and you right now or how how what, what what how does that work out for you?
1: Yeah, so so when I graduated, they um or before I graduated when I, when I, I filled out a, a packet for saying that I wanted to pursue professional sports. So it basically defers my, my commission and my service into it. So I'm basically a, um, I'm, I'm basically on a suspended status as mm-hmm. far as the, the DOD is concerned about me. So, um, after a while, you know, once, once um, I'm done playing or, you know, whatever happens with that, we'll get the ball rolling again, um, commissioning to the army. Yeah, get a bullet date and then, you know, head down and, you know, start, start my service.
0: What was your, what was your branch?
1: Uh, uh, I was, so I was a field artillery officer. So yeah, so I was um, going to head down to, I, I post, I branched and I posted in Oklahoma.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You didn't have any military in your family? Uh, you know?
1: So I have a, I have an older cousin. Uh, He's a Lieutenant Colonel. Um, He was actually another reason when I first was getting recruited, he was kind of, you know, in my ear, letting me know about um, West Point and the opportunities that it can provide. Yeah, but he, yeah, I have a lieutenant, or lieutenant colonel um, cousin in the army. He's where he's working at the Pentagon right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was he was a real big influence. You know, the military was a pretty foreign uh, concept to me, especially being like an 18 year old kid in high school who just you know wants to play football in college.
0: <laughs> growing up, you're when you're first growing up, right? You, do you have any? West Point even on the radar or does West Point really just come in your senior year?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> it's funny. West Point, I didn't know what, uh, the only West Point I knew was West Point, Georgia. Um, <laughs> yeah, West Point, I remember it was uh, It was actually the, it was the spring of my junior year. It was like right before we got out of school. Um, that's when I first got the offer from there. And uh, so I had to do a little research and, you know, figure out what this place was about. And then talking to my dad and then him letting my cousin know and then, then him like breaking it down, talking about, you know, yeah, this is, this is big. That's when, um, yeah, that's, that's when, um, that's how I was really introduced to it. And that's how I kind of figured it out.
0: Wow. Were you always kind of a guy who wanted to play football at a high level, even growing up when you're younger, were you playing any sports or was it just pretty much was the focus on football for you?
1: Yeah, no, I always wanted to play football. I mean, in high school, I played, I did football. I played lacrosse uh, for three years. And then I threw for track my uh, senior year, but um, you know, f- football was has always just been my passion. Lacrosse was close. I I really I really yeah. like playing lacrosse, but football was just always my passion. And that's I I knew I was going to stick with it. I knew that I was going to you know open doors for me and get me places that you know I just just couldn't. I would never really believe I could have got to. And I knew football was going to get get me
0: there. Where were you playing on the lacrosse field? What position were you playing there?
1: Uh, so i started my first year i started off as a, a defenseman and then the, my last two years really, really my so- sophomore year i was a i was a midi uh, it was a little too much running for me so then i switched to attack
0: and um, yeah i
1: stay i stayed there my last year
0: what i like to ask this uh to to former army players um you know who was like you you had a lot of uh you talked about playing the Oklahomas, the Michigans, the Wisconsins. Is there anybody who you went up against? Like, who's the best player that you went up against in your time at Army, would you say?
1: To be honest, I mean, this was – it was probably – I remember playing Hawaii. That game because you know with that that offense that they ran I think it, I think it was name was like Cole McDonald was the quarterback yeah, yeah 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 so you know all they do is just pass pass protect so like this was the first time that I was actually I actually saw like offensive linemen. it wasn't just like regular like just kick sets and punches like they were out here they were throwing fakes like he was like baiting me with his outside hand and stuff like that just like seeing stuff like that like just that that kind of just like opened my eyes to football me like oh no offensive line is a it's, it's it's a it's a it's a position of skill. Like it, it's not just like you know just big bodies that just try to stand in front of you. Like seeing that that was probably probably one of the best right there that I that
0: I I went against. You talked about like your your freshman year and how there was that senior class that kind of like showed you the way, mm-hmm. so to speak. But then here you are, toward your later time at west point and and with the army football team um you're the guy that the people are that that the younger guys are looking up to right and now you see the guys that are playing now that kind of were under you one guy i think about is kyle lewis right kyle lewis is a guy who i mean this year first year uh 2023 season first year as a nose tackle right first year as a nose tackle and he's a first team nose tackle he's playing him and him and Darius are, Richardson are splitting a little bit of time, but he's playing a lot of snaps in there. And, man, he he, he really uh, showed really quick that he was ready to take that next step. I thought I don't know what you saw.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it was really when they it was when they when he first came in, it was it was him and um, Andre Miller. Um, those two guys, when they first came in, I remember just watching them lift in the weight room just as freshmen, like just the, the weight that they were putting up and just. Just how they approach the game and practice, like I, I always knew that they were, you know, they were going to be solid players for this team for years to come. I already always knew that, and um, seeing Kyle take that next step, you know, uh, this or last season, um, I always I always thought he was a defensive end, but I mean, <laughs> you can put him in the middle, and he, he's he's gonna he's gonna eat up a double team, and he's gonna still make a play, and. um yeah, no, those just those two guys like there, those are always knew they're going to be destined for like greatness. And then I know Andre Miller, and this season, I know there's a few times uh, they post pictures of him because he's he's uh 97 now. They post <laughs> pictures of him, and I'll be like, When did I when did I suit up against uh ULM? something <laughs> like that. It was it was crazy. Like, he looks just like me in the uniform,
0: yeah. I mean, and those guys are going to have a big um Big play a big factor in this upcoming season, you know, yeah, every year like, you know, there's, there's graduation losses for army, but there seems to be guys who uh, step up. And I think Kyle Lewis is probably one of the defensive leaders this year. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be one of the guys with Max D uh right there. And um, even the Caleb Fortner, a guy who mm-hmm. really uh, came into his own late in the late in the season, had that big play against Navy, and man, it's going to be interesting. Maybe real quick. I know we're kind of jumping around, and my my apologies. Um, want to you get your thoughts on Army going into a conference and what you would you have want? Is that something that you would have looked forward to doing? Is going into a conference and playing like yeah. the same teams. Um, what, what what's your take on that?
1: You know, having that uh having that independent uh, schedule. You know, just having that ability to just, just pick and choose who you want to play. Is always you know it's always great because you know you you're gonna, you know you're gonna get some good games where you know you can go from Oklahoma to Duke to Wake Forest to mm. Michigan Wisconsin like you can just there's so much variety in there but the playing in a conference I mean that's that's just how college football that's the direction college football's going to you know it's it's hard to be an independent team and still try to make a case for yourself you know um I feel like that was one thing that was kind of biting Notre Dame. For you know, for all these college football playoffs, just not being, not having that, you know, conference championship. Uh, for me, I would have loved to get a conference championship and win a CIC. That would have been mm-hmm. a great, great combination to you know have. But I'm just happy that those guys have that opportunity. And also, like playing most of these uh, AAC schools, uh, you know, we've 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 gotten them on schedule, like Tulane, UTSA. You know, like we we played them before, and yeah. so it's not. I don't think it's anything different, you know. And just with how the offense is set up, how everything is going. I mean, whether you're playing in the conference or not, you still got to prepare for you know that triple option or that that uh gun gun option or whatever you know, and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a monster to stop. So you know, uh, I'm, i I think I think they made the right decision. I think it was a good decision, and I think you know the the school is gonna benefit from it greatly.
0: Yeah, and going down to Florida, maybe playing Florida Atlantic in September oh. is not a bad. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, either. That'd
1: be a nice. Yeah, nice little game in Florida. That won't be too bad.
0: Yeah, not not bad at all. Not bad at all. What's your favorite memory as an Army football player? What's your best memory as an Army football player?
1: I think that Mizzou game. Hmm. Um. Just how it was set up one, just you know, Christian Anderson getting hurt, and then Jabari Laws. Just the journey that he went through. You know. With the uh, the injuries to his knees and being able to come come back out, lead a lead a game winning drive like that, um, I think that just put on f- like full display just the culture of the team. Just you know, regardless of what the score looked like, regardless of you know what was going on, everyone on that sideline had no doubt that we were going to win that game, regardless of what the score looked like. We all we all knew we were going to win that game, mm-hmm. and just having these guys step up. And just make plays, you know, uh, beat up, beat up, get getting that, that touchdown catch in the end zone and everything like that. It was just, that's probably my best, best memory. Just seeing, just seeing how this team, you know, was able to come together, you know, one more time when it mattered the most and, you know, being able to, you know, get that result at the end of it.
0: Yeah. I went over a Power Five team, you know, an SCC team now. And, you know, I mean, and like, I think about, the West Virginia bowl game too. I mean, the Mm -hmm. Missouri game there, there's a lot of talent on that field, you know, that you you guys had to face and to overcome that, you know, those, those situations against Missouri was, I think sometimes, you know, we look at the army Navy games, right. As we put them way ahead on the list and we, sometimes we forget about the, the, like a bowl win over and a -hmm. power five team, you know, I mean, It's a pretty good, pretty good point there. And that's not a game that we talk about too often here on the, on the podcast. So I'm glad that you brought that, you know, brought that to our attention. So Um, real quick. So um, just, you told us a little bit about how kind of happened for you, the, the UF UFL uh, opportunity. This is a league. Now Um, they're combining right. The XFL and the USFL, Um, I guess, Dwayne, Rock Johnson's got some involvement in here uh too. Um just what do you feel like just being part of that league, so to speak, and being part of, you know, being able to play the spring, you know, football in the spring and trying to get your name out there a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity. And um, you know, I felt like that was probably that was the biggest thing for me. And I know it's not just me. I know there's a bunch of guys across the country who you know, they just just needed that, that a little bit of extra more film. You know, they just needed some film against, you know, other um, league caliber players just to, you know, really get their foot in the door and really like kind of convince these NFL teams, you know, take a chance on us. And, you know, it's just it's I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of it. Um, I'm really excited for this league. I'm really excited for how it goes. I think this uh, this new spring league is going to be something that's here for for a while. And I. I don't have anything to base it off on, but I feel like the NFL eventually is going to pick that up and try to turn it into like a little, you know, developmental league or something like you know, like similar to like basketball. But
0: I mean, I'm excited
1: for it, and um, it's just a great opportunity to you know give guys just another chance to just go out there and really show the world what what we're capable of. And um, yeah, no, I'm just excited. I'm I'm ready to get after it.
0: Yeah, and you have. I was looking it up with all. Fairness, I was looking up, there's some success stories coming out, recent success stories coming mm-hmm. out of the USFL and the XFL. The kicker for the Cowboys, Brandon Aubrey, who had, you mm-hmm. know, had some success this year. And, you know, um, so, I mean, it's it certainly opens up a path, right? It certainly opens mm-hmm. up a path for for you to, to, to continue, A, playing and seeing if you can get that. Because, I mean, I'm guessing, like you said, if the Jaguars were interested in you and they're bringing you into rookie camp, you were receiving interest from more teams than just the Jaguars after your your last year at West Point. I'm guessing, right, or now? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I mean, now to get that tape out, there, to get more tape out there, and I'm sure that's what you have, you know, agents or yourself. I mean, you basically were responsible for getting yourself this opportunity, right, by contacting the the GMs of of the U, UFL, right? I mean, you did the legwork, a lot of the legwork yourself, right, or now?
1: I mean to be I wouldn't have been I know Bill Bill Bill's my agent I know he was working on his end and mm-hmm. um to be I wouldn't have been even been able to contact him if I if he didn't give me the numbers yeah. so you know like I like to think you know it's a 50-50 <laughs> right there but um you know it's one of those things like I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you know I put my best foot forward and you know at the end of the day whatever, whatever the results are you know I have to live with that so I know Bill's working on his side and if I can, you know, do a little something on my side too, and it happens to work out, then, you know, it's a, it's a
0: win-win for everybody. Have you put on more, are you, are, have you put on more like, uh, are you bigger now than you were at West Point or no? How, how are you doing with the, that, uh, that side?
1: I probably, I want to say, I probably, I think I ended the season around like 275 ish Um, right now I'm about 283. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's a lot better because you know I, I had to drop some weight at the end of the season, you know to you know to pass all the West Point yeah um, physical stuff. So just being able to put that weight back on in a healthier way, um, you know, I feel great. I, my body feels amazing, and um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's it's good weight that I got on. You know, a couple extra pounds, but it's good weight.
0: Yeah, and so when you're going in, you're looking at the opportunity as a defensive, uh, as a defensive end guy, right? Not an interior guy, pretty much, or?
1: Yeah, um, like I said, I went in the email that I, or the text messages I sent him. Uh, I told him, I said, I play anywhere from a nine to a zero. Um, <laughs> you know, defensive line is defensive line to me, whether I'm outside of a tackle, outside of a guard, on top of a center, it really doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, just tell me my assignment and I'm gonna get the job done. Um, so I think I seen some stuff online. They had it had me listed as an edge, but I'm not sure how official that is. Uh, it, it didn't it didn't come ex- uh, directly from from that the, the organization. But, gotcha. Yeah, where, wherever wherever they want to line me up, at, uh that's where I'll be. You know, I'm gonna do my job to the best of my ability.
0: I'm thinking of like under Coach Woody, right? There were times where. Um, you might have been one of like two defensive linemen on the field. Sometimes he only left one defensive lineman on the field during third down mm-hmm. passing situations. So you haven't just played in one particular scheme under him, right? No, I mean, no, you no. have a lot of experience. You're you bring in like a little bit of vers- versatility to yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's, that's another. That's exactly what I said in the, uh, <laughs> the edge messages too. Um, this it's the same thing. Coach Woody has he does a great job of. You know, scheming up for teams and not, not being stagnant with the defense that he runs on paper. Yeah, we're we're a, a three-four, or we, yeah, on paper we're three-four, but in games, you know, sometimes we'll have stuff where, you know, primarily I'm lining up as a four-tech, but we'll have plays where sometimes I'm a three, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a zero, sometimes you know I'm out wide playing a five, and it's you know that's probably been the biggest thing to help me just being able to you know play all these different positions and still you know. Um, Get, getting the results that I need to and just, you know, just understanding how to play from different techniques.
0: Yeah. One more thing about just watching you play. I mean, you seem to be in the middle of it a lot, right? You had, you brought a little swag to the defensive line, no doubt. I mean, just an attitude, right? And that's something that mm. you're probably going to keep at the, at the next level I'm imagining.
1: Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I, I don't think I'm ever, I'm never going to change the way I play ball. Um, That's just, it's football at the end of the day um, it's funny i see Quell's mom she she's in the she's in the i know there's been there's been a few times where during the game you know it gets a little chippy and i got quell coming you know pulling me back stuff like that but um nah i just that's just the kind of edge that i play with and that's just you know it's,
0: it's gotten me success and you know i'm not i'm not gonna change that absolutely yeah we 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 uh, posted some comments while we were uh, uh, why we were talking, but uh, Frederica Daniels, Marquel Broughton's mom, saying she's so proud of you. Now we don't have to get into this one. Jimmy Powell saying send me fifty dollars. We we won't we won't touch that one. I don't think. But uh, your former teammate Dean Powell calling you the goat. Um, just really good to see uh, Quibina. And uh, I wanted to ask you one more thing. You know, you mm-hmm. see how the six you see your former teammates your former brothers out there in the nfl cole christensen winning his second super bowl ring john radigan out there elijah riley out there brett toth out there andre carter out there i mean that's got to give you a lot of uh maybe not inspiration inspiration whatever you want to call it how you see that with the other guys your your army teammates doing some good things in the nfl at the next level
1: yeah no that was the the biggest thing i remember um my freshman year. So when we won the CIC, I remember going to the White House and it was actually Elijah Riley. He was the one that, uh, he was taught. It was, uh, he, when he was, he was talking to president Trump when he was, uh, taking his picture with him <laughs> and he's the one that kind of brought up the idea of, you know, letting service academies go pro. And when I saw that happen, like Elijah Riley has been one of the biggest influences, you know, for me just <laughs> wanting to pursue this as just being at West point and, you know, Kind of having that idea that you know you can't really go pro, and then seeing Eli do it, then Eli and Cole, and then seeing Radigan, you know, who went from just a special teams guy to having uh, spectacular, just one of the best seasons as a linebacker in, at Army. You know, getting seeing him, you know, work with the Seahawks, and then you know Andre, Andre is always my guy. Andre, you know, it was, it was it was me and him. He was he was the dog. I was the DN. It was me and him just working games and running stunts all you know all season. So, like, you know, I, I try to keep up with these guys as, as much as I can. You know, they all they all reached out to me yesterday when um when cool. news broke and everything. So just seeing those guys and, like, seeing how, you know, successful they're able to be and seeing how they're able to get to that next level was really a, you know, a huge inspiration for me. And I'm hoping that, you know, they're inf- influencing and inspiring, you know, the younger guys, you know, still on the team. I know we, we got a couple guys. um out of this this year senior class that are getting ready for their pro days and stuff like that, so just you know just giving them hope, letting them know that you know if you if you got what it takes, you know you're gonna you're gonna get the opportunities. So yeah,
0: I really hope guys because sometimes I look at some of the team the, the guys from last the 2023 team the senior class guys that have made a little bit of sacrifices uh, like at John Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I hope he gets a chance. I know he'll be probably competing in the pro day. Give him a shot. Bo Nicholas, Paul, a guy, you have a Bo Nicholas, Paul in your locker room. You're going to be a better team. You have a Bo Nicholas, Paul in the practice field. You're going to be a better team. I Mm -hmm. hope Uh, Josh Lingenfelter, uh, Connor Finucane. Those are four guys that I can see doing the pro day. And I can see, you know, I know that NFL teams have been up to practices looking at, um, you know, Finucane and, uh, Lingenfelter earlier in the season so I, I hope that those guys get their chance and I know that they're going to impress you know I know the character of those I know the character of those guys right you know the character of those guys yeah, you know, they know they they the character are. yourself Kabina. and you guys deserve a chance and I think that this I think it's this year maybe the last year that they can go straight for now for now yeah, I maybe. think I think
1: they just that's what, yeah I think it's this year and maybe next year
0: I yeah say. I think that, you know, we've had conversations with Ryan McCarthy, the former secretary of the army on this, and he's really uh, lobbying to give the guys in all three service academies a chance to get, get that opportunity. Right. Because look at you now, you, you, you waited your time. So to speak, you put the work in, and now you're going to get your chance. And now, like you said, it's up to you to do what, to do what you can with that chance, but you at least have that chance. Right. Absolutely. And, and guys like maybe an Isaiah Austin or, um, i don't know younger guys coming into the program who might think that hey well what happens to me after what if i want to pursue football after west point we'll see if the we don't want to get too political on this podcast believe me but if the president uh changes hands again maybe it'll go back to where it was hopefully everybody gets a chance but you got your chance we thank you so much for being on here tonight a day after you got the big news about signing in the US, USF. Uh, UFL with the uh, San, San Antonio Brahma's um, man. Good luck to you on Saturday, all the best. And we'll be following you and we really appreciate your time tonight.
1: Yeah. Thank you. No, I really appreciate you having me. Um, yeah. It's just the love two mama, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's just really great. Just uh you know, just finally, finally getting that shot and just, you know, proving to the world, you know, just being able to showcase my skills. And, um, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to run with it. And um, hopefully whatever kid at West Point or, you know, is about to commit can, can hear my story or see what I'm going through. And, you know, that's that might be the deciding factor to get them over here and just letting them know that it's, it's possible to, you know, if you have other aspirations in life, you can still do them. And um, that's just really been the biggest thing for me, just trying to just uplift others. So if I can do that, man, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great day. I've, I've done, I've done my job, man.
0: Great way to wrap up the podcast. Uh, great, great way to say, put it into words there, Kabina. Thanks a lot, and we'll be following you and all the best again. And uh, man, go get them in San Antonio.
1: Thank you. All right, be Navy.